0: Hi, I'm Alice Zhao.
1: I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly.
0: And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to stay afloat or do our best to in the world of web and mobile. Over in the world of Gus on the Go, we're getting close to, or what I hope we're getting close to, is a beta, or maybe it's actually more of an alpha. But basically, I want to be able to demo some of our work in progress I do have a meeting coming up with people we've partnered up with before in the past, and I want to just show them, hey, there's something interesting um, going on. It doesn't have to be fully functional, but that's kind of where we are.
2: Wait, the world of Gus on the Go, is this like a cute world filled (laughs) with like all kinds of (laughs) hand-drawn animals? Like, I wish. I should should just
0: call it that now.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I I have a secondary question. Are you talking about an alpha or are you talking about an
0: alpha. Ah, an alpha. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna make it I, we're going to make an alpha 1.0. Thank
2: you, Jelly. We'll be here all fortnight. That
0: was a good one. I like that. Basically, I want to be able to dem- demo the work we have in progress. And it's not necessarily a full beta. Sure. But just something to get them excited to work with us for this um, upcoming
2: app. So a press demo is essentially what you're doing.
0: Sort of, sort of. It's not a demo,
2: but yeah. it's it feels yeah. like a press demo type of thing. Something yeah. you'd show off at E3 to get people excited about your, uh, sorry, E3, the video game conference, you know, something to show off to people to get them excited, even though your product isn't quite ready yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's really not even close, but... Just so we have that meeting. Well, no or most that's, demos that's, at E3. Our, <laughs> that is our new deadline anyway. <laughs> Whether or not we're ready, that is our yeah. deadline in three weeks. So this got me thinking about like real beta testing. And while we've done beta testing in the past, um, I was really curious about how you two went about it. And I'm sure it's 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 different in how you approach it and how you Get feedback, or you know, it's it's gonna it's got it's bound to be different. <laughs> I, mean, I, I
1: I mean I don't I don't know if we're that that different. I would say that my beta process is pretty like I would call it standard. I don't know, maybe I'm doing it wrong. God only knows if I'm doing it right. Because <laughs> I basic I mean it's really that when it comes down to it, like a beta is you have a build that you want everybody to test. You send it out into the ether, <laughs> and you invite <laughs> people to like try it out, and that might be like invite-only, it might be, like, to a specific group like you were talking about, or it might be, like, a public thing where you're like, hey, everybody, I have a beta, do you want to try it out? That's fairly standard, right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I
2: mean, that's I, it. pretty much the process for me on my end, too, and I'd assume our purposes are all pretty similar, too, of, you know, trying to get something out there and trying to get the bugs shaken out early before it goes to mass market, you know, better mm-hmm. to have a crash on 100 people, and also just making sure that all the time that you've spent kind of in isolation building up a feature or design or user experience, when users finally start to use it, you don't get kind of, I view them as bugs too, in a way of like that feedback that like this feature just isn't making sense for me or something like that. Like that's a UX bug, not a code bug. Right. Um, But you're, you're trying to shake out those bugs. I assume the three of us are kind of... On oh, the, a similar page there?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, I think for us, the first part is always going to be the experience part, more so than the bugs. Uh, cause I, I need to make sure that A, the kids, uh, kids are having a good experience and like things that look like there should be an, an interaction to the kids, like we have to make sure there's something there. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the first rules of, um, user design that we follow if we follow any rules at all but i mean so i i need to know that like when i sit down with a kid like you 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 will see it immediately well they're like why isn't this working how come this doesn't do what i what i thought it was gonna do and so that's like yeah that's our that's our first like line of um beta testing purposes i guess
1: yeah i would say that mine is more or less the same like i do i don't know I, I really actually, I really don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 ha- I kind of have two hearts about beta testing in general. Because on one stance, I like, I like to think that it's going to be great. I'm going to find a bunch of bugs. I'm going to like find all the things that are just a little bit weird or a little bit wonky. But in practice, that doesn't really necessarily pan out. Ninety percent of the time, maybe even higher, ninety five percent of the time. Like, it doesn't. It just it doesn't happen a lot because it's 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 difficult and we'll get into the the sort of difficulties a little bit later but in as a general rule I think I think I do try to get that sort of stuff like try to figure out whether where like the problems in my designs or the bugs are or like oh, I've implemented this kind of a bit weirdly and that does sometimes happen one of the other things that I use it for is uh, and I think I've alluded to this on an episode previously one of the other reasons for me to have the beta kind of going out on the regular is because I have vips like press and people who might talk about the app a little bit like if i give them a little bit of like okay here's you know some uh features that are coming out kind of soon i like here's the you can try them out and like i don't expect any feedback i i honestly don't expect any feedback from like from people like that i just like it's just more like okay here's the stuff you should try it out i'm hoping that maybe maybe you'll talk about it a little bit (laughs) yeah and that usually works out Probably a
2: little bit more than actually doing the bug testing. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying you just use beta testing for press and that's it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't just use it for press, but I do use it for press. And that's probably where it gives me the most benefit.
0: No, and that's actually a very good strategic way to go about it, too. Um, I don't think we've ever used it for press um but usually it's just like i just want to get teachers excited about it and so they're kind of our press in a way but they're definitely not guaranteed to talk about it either
2: yeah i've i've tried the press thing and it's been a little bit like i i feel like at least for me the the tech press you know i think the ones that we would traditionally go after and jelly the ones that your app would probably definitely appeal to most of them don't snowboard they always write me like (laughs) oh man i wish i skied or snowboarded and then i could use your app (laughs) Which, bless your hearts, go skiing. It's a wonderful thing. You'll love it. No, that's all right. But <laughs> Yes, you will. Um, don't listen to Alice. She doesn't know what she's talking about. But, like, it's just a problem that, like, I haven't been able to use TestFlight that much for it just because our circle that uses TestFlight for all this kind of stuff, my mm. app, just, it, it's not a niche they're in. And that's just what it is. Um, so I guess you're kind of lucky in that way, Jelly, that, you know, your app can appeal to those kind of people.
1: But, like, TestFlight, which is, I... I mean, that's the one that we all use, let's be honest, because TestFlight is, like, it's the simplest to use. And in fact, it's so easy to use that it's actually really easy to get people who wouldn't necessarily be kind of techie involved in it. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to be, like, sending back the UIDs.
2: Credit to Apple. We all were worried that they would kill TestFlight when they bought it and would do something horrendous. And don't get me wrong, TestFlight has its issues, plenty of issues. Right. But for the most part... Test Flight is pretty damn good especially for the normals and they keep making improvements to yeah. it. So I I don't know, I find it important to give acknowledgement where credit is due. Like they it could be better, but they've done a good job. Well
1: that and that's what I'm saying. Like Test Flight is so easy to really to use in the end. Like you could have press from like snowboarding yeah. press involved in it. It's not all about the tech press. Like it's it actually would be useful for you to be uh, have people from like snowboarding magazines just for the heck of it. Like even if oh, they Oh yeah, I've like... tried.
2: They just don't cover apps that much. And that's, that's fine. My like but...
1: here's and here's the thing. Like that's totally fine. If it's on their phone, like it it doesn't matter if they are going to write about it at some point. It's it's something that they might talk about. It's something that like I mean, they have other avenues. Press don't just have the avenue of like their magazine or their blog or whatever. They have like I mean a lot of them are on social media and stuff like that and they yeah. can talk about it. Like it's there are reasons to, to do it other than just like, okay, well, mags, snowboard magazines aren't going to write about my app because they don't write about apps.
2: No, no. It's, I want to be clear. I've tried. I'm just saying it hasn't been an effective tool for me yet. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> well, so with the launch of the public beta, was that last week, this week? I can't remember anymore.
2: As we record, it was this week? Yeah, it was like yeah, yesterday. End of September. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, so do you think that changes anything for you? Or makes it Makes easier. my life a little just, bit easier that I don't have yeah. to.
2: Like, I just got, I was uh, teasing on Twitter a new feature and uh, somebody DM me, like, oh, do you accept betas? And I had to be like, what's your email address and invite them and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I can just be like, here's a link filled out. And I, I, cool. I,
1: I have the same. Like, I, I do do public betas and I occasionally invite people. Test flight takes like a first name, last name email and I can't not fill in the whole name. Like, yeah. I can't not. It's just. I just can't handle it if I only get like first name or like some sort of, you know, crazy online handle. I gotta fill that I gotta fill that sucker out. Like it's I, I'm so I'm kind of glad to have the public beta link because yeah. it means that I will I can kind of that pressure <laughs> that that horrible <laughs> weight is off of me now.
2: <laughs> right, right. One one question for you though, that I've been kind of mulling over in the past twenty-four hours since this link came out is uh we don't get email addresses from people who sign up via this will that affect your process in any way? One thought I had was outreach. If I wanted to email people who were on the beta and outside of the normal release notes, just be like, hey, have you had any feedback? You know, I've heard this from other people. Have you been able to reproduce this bug? Finding a way to target reproductions and stuff like that. We're not going to be able to take advantage of that with public invites. So have you two had any kind of apprehension towards that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't... It kind of makes me nervous because like if I don't... If I don't have access to have a discussion, it would be, it's most imperative to hear from the teachers, I think, or at least I think so. And so perhaps like I would only do like private beta for teachers and then maybe a public one for like parents. Without that access, that is, it is kind of worrisome to get like quality feedback.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily know if it changes me at all. Like I don't really chase down beta testers that much like I might chase down there's a few that I might chase down if I know that like I want to get their feedback on something like there are a few people Mm. on my VIP list that (laughs) I might want their their feet like their feedback because I trust their instincts and stuff like that yeah but as a general rule I don't I don't really chase people down by email because it's just another thing to like to add to my thing I'd rather honestly I I'm I'm better off getting things out into the public like to to really Mm kind of test that stuff and I've talked about how like I do things like feature flags and stuff like that to make sure that I can like roll stuff back if I have to. But I've tried various things uh, around beta testing to try and like garner feedback, but I'm just really not good at doing the whole thing of like fostering the discussion because, and that's something that you have to do. You have to like be really active at making sure that people are giving you feedback because I tried for a while a Slack channel because I get your email address. So if you got, if you got an invite to my uh, test flight, beta then you got an invite to my slack channel and if you wanted to join it you could and then like for the first maybe few weeks it was really good and I was getting like plenty of feedback and all these kind of requests and feature ideas and there was chatter and gifs flying and it was great and then I think I was busy for a while so I kind of like I I, I didn't have time to really kind of keep continue fostering that discussion and then by the time I came back nobody cared anymore and even if i did post in there like there was nothing and so i ended up closing that down oh, i just it's tough. one of these things where you got to be on it you got to be on that stuff if you want the feedback and i just with public betas it doesn't matter to me like i don't i'm not mm-hmm. going to send an emails i'm not going to like super expect any sort of feedback if they send me feedback yeah that's awesome i'm so so excited but i'm not yeah i'm not here for i don't have time ain't nobody got time <laughs> for
2: that <laughs> Well, it can be hard too, because watching your development cycle, Jelly, you have your large spurts, you know, your big releases come out. And so if you have that obligation to stay active and to foster essentially a community of people who care about your product, I imagine that's going to be really challenging when you're going through kind of a beta lull because you're in development for four months on some big new thing.
1: And that's, yeah, that's, that's totally it. And you would have the same sort of issues. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because like you've got the whole seasonal thing and... It's just this thing where, like, sometimes, like, I'll be busy and I just don't have time to, like, nurture a a community that, like, entirely relies on me. Like, entirely.
0: Yeah, that's a whole other job. That's a whole
1: other thing. Like, and I just don't, I don't have time for that. And I'm not going to, it's not something that I'm going to uh, put all my effort into when, I'll be honest, I'm better off putting things out into the public. If they fail and people have complaints and people put reviews on the app store, then i just i just have to deal with that like that's it's really like it's i'm between a rock and a hard place and i'm gonna choose one (laughs) like i'm gonna choose the one that takes the least amount of effort (laughs) because i'm lazy no like it's just a matter of that's where my feedback comes from and that's where i'm gonna get the most automatic feedback so that's what i'm gonna rely
2: on yes i feel like getting good feedback when i watch like web sasses or something like that try something similar you know, you have somebody in charge of customer success or something like that that is dedicated to interacting with the customers and finding the ways in which your product is not letting them succeed and addressing those things. But as an indie, we're stretched so thin that you barely have time to be customer success, air quotes, for customer support. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you have to manage this whole other second level. Like, yeah, that's... It would be nice but that's challenging as an indie. We've like you're saying there's our efforts are better spent elsewhere and just kind of flailing publicly and learning from our mistakes. Yeah. And the thing is is that like we're talking
1: from a point of view of people who are doing this full time more or less. Like we're yeah. pretty much on it all the time. But I mean I personally I have I take clients occasionally. Alice, I know that you're in the process of looking for work and stuff like that, that affects that totally affects the amount of time that you have to dedicate to your app. If you are working a full time job and being indie on the side, which is a totally legit thing, then you don't have the time to like, you know, to just kind of rile people up so that I'll talk about like the problems that your app has. You just need it like it, it you kind of need it to happen automatically and it just doesn't like that doesn't happen yeah. and you can't rely on that so it's hard and it gets harder the less time that you have to focus on this stuff and you just got to choose one or the other i think in that that sort of sense and like i do a beta totally do a beta have a beta mm. we'll invite people to it even have the public beta we'll use the public beta thing i even I w- i've already gone and set up a link i just haven't actually posted it yet because i wanted to wait until everybody <laughs> was like oh yeah public beta i'll get on that but I'm not going to be the sort of person that's going to like harvest the emails from iTunes and uh, from App Store Connect and then like start sending emails out.
2: Yeah, I've found the best way to get the feedback that I guess we're talking about right now is doing that kind of feedback loop earlier before beta testing and trying to do it in person. So I have a couple people I trust locally that you know, I'll show off my early prototypes and be like, hey, play with this screen and I watch them touch it and I watch them interact with it. And like Alice is saying, like when you have Gus on the go and you put it in front of a kid, you're going to see right away what they reach for on screen and you're going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that should be tappable. And I get those same kind of aha moments of like, oh, look, they're trying to drag this. I didn't even think about that. Right. right. And I feel like I can get that kind of feedback much better in person. So I, I try and tackle a lot of that stuff before I get to test flight betas. Because at that point, I've already put so much effort into it. Like, I'd like to do this stuff earlier so I don't have to roll back yeah. things that I thought yeah. would work because they're not. Or, you know, all people who follow me on Twitter, you'll see me tweet designs. Like, I'll tweet out videos of what I'm working on and stuff just because I've gotten a lot of good feedback that way. And that's an easier way to engage with people than chasing them down via email, like you're saying, Jelly. So I think one thing that's helped me with my beta cycle is just being more public and more mm-hmm. in person mm-hmm. when I can in my alpha in my prototype in my early stages versus my beta stages and treat my beta stages more for oops i let a bug through
1: right and it's in in that in that way it's more like user testing than beta testing user testing where you you watch as somebody interacts with your app and mm-hmm. like there's a whole there's a whole thing around that and getting people yeah. like getting people and getting them to interact with it how to ask questions and get the feedback that you want uh, we probably should do a thing at some point on it, maybe i'll add that to the trailer <laughs> list right now, but user <laughs> testing it's incredibly useful, so useful, yeah, yeah. and i would s- I would say that that's it's even more so than uh than beta testing mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. could be, and the thing about beta testing is that really you want that to you wanna use that to find bugs and to find things that are like show stoppers and crashes and yep. stuff like that right you don't wanna be using that for like necessarily testing like does this feature kind of work? Is this good? Like, does this screen work? Like, you got to find other avenues for that because it just doesn't really work. I do use, like I said before, I have a VIP list. It's literally called VIP, by the way. I have a VIP (laughs) list of people that I trust that I send things out to, uh, and they're not local. Like, I don't have a lot of local people that I can, like, show stuff to. I could show stuff to my cat, but he doesn't really say much. Yeah, weird. But I I do use test flight in that sort of user user testing way. I can't necessarily watch them use it or interact with them like in yeah. that sort of strict sense. But it's kind of gets me a little bit there. Like it gets me it gets me quarter of the way there maybe.
0: Yeah, and you know honestly, I think I view this uh, round of beta testing. It's going to be like more towards like just getting the launch ready. I don't, I doubt I'll be like maintaining this group of people, you know, long after the yeah. launch either. Even if we release new features, like it's maybe like another group of people after that. Um, so, but for this round, it's definitely more for like getting the, the user kinks out before we even have an MVP. So, so beta testing has all its issues, but what, <laughs> here's, here's going to be my favorite question is how do you guys handle testing in-app purchases? <laughs> everyone <laughs> deep deep breath guys <laughs> you can do that
1: i just need to duck over here and cry in the corner for a second
2: <laughs> so fun story i, I decided uh, to volunteer a uh, friend of the show joe chaplinsky was releasing a new app and he wanted to do subscriptions so i volunteered to be hey here you can have my in-app purchase code and the server-side backend that goes with it to manage all your stuff so i got to relive this hell that is sandbox testing and uh my code worked pretty well for the record, <laughs> what I mean by that is even with good code, sandbox testing is a nightmare. And I was excited thinking it was getting better with iOS 12. If anyone didn't watch Dub Dub, they added a new thing under your app store preferences and settings where you can have a sandbox account set up and you're just logged into that. So anytime you're trying to sandbox, you don't have to worry about logging out of your old account and into your new mm-hmm. account, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Unfortunately, if you go to something like the manage subscriptions page, it doesn't show your sandbox stuff there. So if you want to test canceling your subscription, you can't do that with this whiz bang new thing. So you still need a dedicated phone just for your sandbox testing. It's still a nightmare.
1: Not to mention the fact that like the sandbox can have occasional like problems where it's not exactly the same as the as the production environment somehow oh god only knows
2: oh yeah we're not even talking about the time dilation things i assume you're talking about just flat out like things aren't working right
1: yeah 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 i was telling the two of you just before uh the recording like i'm currently dealing with like an in-app purchase thing where the sandbox receipt which is a whole separate receipt like if you you can look on like you can have two separate receipts and the sandbox receipt doesn't necessarily always get updated with all of the correct stuff and it could just be that it's like a weird inconsistency with the way that the sandbox has to be set up but it's a freaking nightmare and it's it just makes things like more difficult and it's and you kind of never at a single, at a point where it's like okay this all totally works in the sandbox so it's going to totally work in production yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's yeah As a general rule, though, Curtis and you and I both do subscriptions. Uh, You do the server-side stuff, but I do on-device, like, receipt stuff. Right. And as a general rule, like, I've kind of been building up my, you know, purchase code over however long that I've had it to the point where it's pretty solid like yeah. once i get it kind of running i'm just like i'm never gonna touch this again <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's yeah it's it's kind of that sort of situation where it's like okay well it runs and
2: just never touch it never it gonna touch
1: break. anything like I'm gonna build stuff on top of it, and then like I'll touch that, but I'll never touch the underlying stuff ever again. And so, StoreKit is entirely siloed away, like in its own little kind of box. Yep, same here. I just throw that up in the attic or in the basement or whatever, whatever the hell, and then just never, never touch it. They never look at it. Just like,
2: don't open it. It's Pandora's box. The the shame though (laughs) is that this is definitely a barrier to entry for new developers. You know, and that's why Joe came to me to help with the in-app purchase stuff because. There were so many battle scars I had getting slopes ready for subscriptions Mm -hmm. that I understand why Apple provides a store kit and doesn't provide us with a turnkey like, hey, you know, if you're subscribed or not, because then if it gets cracked, everyone is, you know, having all these cracked apps and people aren't getting their money and like... It's essentially genetic diversity with our code. But at the same time, it's definitely a barrier to entry for independent developers to have to set up all this stuff and learn this stuff and make all these mistakes.
1: Because it's not easy. It's not easy.
2: So that said, you know, Jelly, you definitely touched on the, the, you know, I just write it. It works. I don't touch it anymore because God knows if I touch it, it'll break. But actual like tips that I've kind of built up in my arsenal besides like, hey, look, I have actual working code. So the, the first one, uh, one tip that I started to rely on was Apple gives you a endpoint that you can throw the receipt data at and it will spit back a JSON array. One thing I started doing when I was beta testing or alpha testing early on with slope subscriptions was to try and capture different receipts in the sandbox in different states. Like this one has an active trial or this one has a whatever. And then when I would want to test an app, I could have those different receipt datas and instead of pointing to the actual live receipt, I could just load in like, Oh, I want to test the receipt in this case, or I want to test the receipt with these consumables purchased or something like that. And that helped. And I, it was nice because you can use Apple's URL and an app like Paul on the Mac, which you can just give it a rest API and you can throw data at the rest and it gives you back nice looking JSON data. It's really great for doing any web stuff. Um, So I could just throw those receipts in Paul if I was having problems in the sandbox and be like, well, what does the receipt say is there right now? Like, because debugging them can be hard. So I just had a little callback in my app that would send me the receipt data via email or iTunes sharing or whatever I wanted. And then I could just throw that a Paul and literally look at Apple telling me like, this is what the receipt tells you it has in it. So then I could debug like, oh, look, that purchase never made it in there or that purchase is in there. And that saved me so much time going around and trying to track down like, where is this breaking? Because then I could actually look at the receipt data. And I feel like actually looking at the receipt data is one of the big holdups. So I think those two, especially the relying on Apple's endpoint, that's helped me a lot just to save my head from spinning when I'm trying to debug this stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll be straight up using the server side uh, validation, like the receipt validation. That is the the probably the easy like the easiest way to do it. And I'm not like I'm not downplaying like it's yeah. not like oh this is so easy. You're playing on an easy mode. Well, mode. no, it
2: is easy though. You don't have to ship open SSL. You don't have to ship the root certificate. And as a side note, just to
1: mention, if you're like getting into this, totally go down that
2: route. <laughs> oh, Apple recommends it. If you watch their new store Kit sessions, they're like use the server because you get all these goodies.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's basically like so much easier and you get a bunch of stuff that's not on like not on in the on-device validation that's what you should be using go for it don't do what i do
2: <laughs> isn't that the moral of every episode i feel like this comes <laughs> up like at least every fortnight
1: <laughs> I, I see how this plays out yeah okay so alice we're doing the internet purchase thing and we're testing it all we're testing it and like that then- i
2: think you're trying to use the past tense there jelly you tested it and you no longer
1: do it, <laughs> and now it's in a box in the attic or the basement somewhere. I don't even know. Like, so what are you like? What are you doing with your beta testing for in-app purchases? Because with Gus, you've got the you, you're shipping all of your uh, languages in the same same app.
0: That's actually a good question that we haven't quite answered yet. Um, <laughs> That's a good question. So let I me get back like to you. Let me get <laughs> back to you in a different episode. Uh, I mean, we're just trying to. Get through this demo, which is not even like touching like multiple languages at this point. So <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for you for that one.
2: To be determined.
0: Yeah. To be determined. Well, if you need any oh, code, I, I hear that, <laughs> I hear that
1: Curtis might be able to help you out.
0: <laughs> I'll God, call I'm you. I'm going to get so Curtis, many emails. I promise. <laughs> anyway. promise. All right. Well, so we talked a bit about the process of beta testing, but I want to talk about how we get beta testers. Um, and one of the things I've been doing lately is that, or not lately, in the last couple of years, when we get feedback, positive feedback, I would say, from, um, our users or they've emailed me, I usually say, okay, by the way, we've got a new app coming soon. And would you like to be involved in this, in this new beta? And it's an, aut- an automatic, like, yes, I, I'm so excited. And, I, and so like not, not only are they excited for this new thing coming up, they're really ready to test because they already love the product. Yeah, it's smart. So I would like to know how are you guys finding your beta testers?
1: Mostly publicly. Like I'll invite people, I'll throw out a like hey, does anybody want to try out the next version of Wrapped? It's available. Like I'm making I'm sending out a beta. I'll do that occasionally, mostly just to like top up. I don't really cull my list that much. Like if there's people mm. that it does show you I don't know about the public new stuff, but it does show you like what they supposedly installed yeah. last. If they haven't installed it for, like, however many versions, like, they, they're gone. Like, they're, that's it. Like, you're done. Because I can't even rely on you to, like, run my app, then stuff you. Like, who cares? <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I generally will just go online, Twitter, whatever, and just say, hey, look, anybody wants to be involved. For a while, I had a beta sign-up form on my website, and it kind of worked, but it was not particularly great. Like, I just... I don't think I would keep I would ever do that again, like have a kind of mm-hmm. recurring and the idea was behind it was like if I'm continually getting beta testers in, then like that's good. Like I can continue like yeah getting newer. Keep calling new them, them and yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily feel like that's a good idea. Like you want you, you want to be able to like validate to make sure that like the t- testers that you bring in are kinda gonna be the bang for like the best bang for buck.
2: Yeah, but that's oh. so hard. Like you can't
1: tell that up front. That's yeah. it is hard. And I I that's, will cull people like I will cull people if I don't like that's part of the reason why if you if yeah. you haven't installed or you haven't like I haven't
2: seen any feedback from you in a while then like, then you're gone. Yeah, I think the mm-hmm. culling's the best way. I've never found a good way to like find I don't want to diss any of my testers, but there is
0: <laughs> there's the idea
2: of a really good tester, you know, somebody who's installing yeah. who's actively trying to break the app. They're providing the role of quality assurance, not just like, hey, I want to play with the fun new beta. And they're few and it's, far between. Yes. And I've never found a reliable way. I only have one person like that. Shout out to Kirby. Hey, Kirby. I met him at 360 <laughs> i dev. He's a good friend now. I sleep on his couch when I go snowboarding. But he actually legit cares about slopes and he's given me feature ideas and bug feedback and all kinds of stuff. And he's just been this amazing unicorn I found somehow that actually cares about my app and gives me good feedback. But I've had not a single other tester like him. So that's something that like I tried. I figured I'd get more quality testers by going through my newsletter and being like, hey, you're on my newsletter. Do you want exclusive access to the betas? And don't be test?" That didn't really get me. It got me people, but not like really good testers. Mm, um, that's surprising. It's, yeah, it's been a struggle. Like I've, I, People are excited to use the beta. And I feel like I do the same thing oh, for a lot yeah. of apps. Oh, yeah. Where they're excited to get on the beta and use the beta to play with the new shiny. But they don't actually want to be testers. They want to play with the new Shiny, and that's it. And mm. I don't fault them for it. That's why people install the iOS betas, the macOS betas. That's why I am a beta on some of the apps I am. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. But then f- for us trying to get feedback, it's hard.
1: Yeah, no, if I, I totally do that. I am definitely that, that person on some betas. And on ones where I am a heavy user, I will try to, like, feedback when I, like, find something. Yeah. As a general rule, like, I feel that, like, that's totally fine. Because I'm still probably going to, like, if it crashes, like, theoretically, the person that's developing the app is going to find out. And, I like, if there is a problem, me, I know how, like, hard it is to get decent feedback. If I come across a problem, I'm going to email or message or do whatever I need to do. Like, I'll totally do that. 100%. Some people, I feel like, don't even do that. It's like, oh, there's a problem. They'll figure it out. Hmm. It's not useful. Like it's that that's not useful. I totally understand people jumping on the beta to try out the new shiny. And if there's a problem, yeah, sure. Like, you know, that would be great if you could you could send me an email. But if you're gonna jump on the beta to try out the new shiny and just like be like, oh this sucks. Delete. That's
2: what are you even doing? Like who are For you? Or this sucks <laughs> and not report it. Yeah. Like uh, mm. although I do have to call us out. Do you always file a radar? <sighs> because that is the exact same thing here. <laughs> Oh, somebody else. It feels different, Somebody though. else They're will so report that. they so much I just want to wanna call that out as I see it. <laughs> His, here is... Oh, oh, I need to like... Oh, <laughs>
1: here are my feelings on radars. I will file a radar. Or I would totally file radars if they didn't feel like I was writing stuff on paper, uh, yeah, burning good. it, and then throwing the ashes into a <laughs> bottomless pit. If it didn't feel like that, I would file them more. Therefore, I will send feedback to people who I feel like are going to appreciate it. I don't feel appreciated by Apple at all. (laughs) Like, sure, they love it because I spent money on, like, iPhones and brand swanky, brand new swanky MacBook and, like, iPads and AirPods and literally pointing things out on my desk now. Hairbrushes. You know, I don't (laughs) feel appreciated by them. Like, I. They, I don't get feedback. The best I can hope for is like, this has been marked as a duplicate. That's the best, best case scenario. Most of my radars just kind of go into the void mm. and sit there forever. <laughs> so when, in, when it comes down to indies, this is why I feel like it's different. Indies appreciate it. They desperately yes.
2: want feedback. And you
0: will respond immediately. Or I, I do
2: want to, <laughs> hold on, I'm going to call you out there. Wow, this is getting, this is getting holy work. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call you out there for a second because the individual, I know personally, that the individual engineers working on those projects oh, care about you submitting radars. I know. Just like the individual indie cares about you sending feedback.
1: Sure, sure. But at the same time, it's a void. It goes
2: in there, it just oh, like... Oh, don't argue that. It's like, it's <laughs> it's not useful. It can be a void, and I totally get that. It's a but a lot I'm just, of work. I just want to make sure it's clear that it's understood that the engineers who get those radars do care about them, and that the project managers are in charge of those products desperately plead for us to file radars because those are the ammunition that they can use. And while we might not get the feedback, it makes a big difference on the inside. File your radars, people.
0: (laughs) Here's where I'll say I think Apple can afford to do hire someone for that customer success. (laughs) Filing radars.
2: Yeah, they need to manage communication with it better. They use it appropriately and it's used internally to good effect to affect change. But it's hard when we're on the outside that we don't see that. And it's also yeah. hard because, I mean, the reality is having done corporate chill programming for a long time, a pry one bug versus a pry two bug, I get that. But you don't get that communication. And that's the part that breaks down.
1: And I think the th- the, be- the thing about it is, is that other companies that are just as large as Apple, I mean, maybe not like money wise, but there are other companies, other tech companies that are like, they've got just as much going on as Apple does. And they handle this situation better and it's Mm. more public and it's more, there's more constant communication and it's like, it's handled in such a better way. And any excuse that Apple makes about like why they can't make it, make it more open and sort of stuff with privacy and stuff
2: like that. Like, sure, figure it out. That's literally part of the job that you need to do. There's
0: definitely a solution for this. Yeah.
2: They found out a way to do privacy for Apple Maps. For like sending data back on traffic and routes and all that kind of stuff and anonymizing that. Like they can get around the privacy. And so issue. at
1: the end of the day, at the end of the day, and to kind of bring this all back so that we can kind of neatly <laughs> wrap up and not just gonna like argue about radars forever. At the end of the day, the thing that you can take away from this as an indie is if you want feedback, appreciate the feedback. Yes. That, like
2: show your yes. appreciation. Have that communication. I buy Kirby beers. <laughs> He's <laughs> an amazing like- tester. I'm keeping him happy. <laughs> He That's loves all beer. He gets? I buy him beer.
1: No,
0: Kirby, also... ask for more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can get more Kirby.
1: <laughs> you don't have to go to the, down the down the route of like having to foster that communication and having to like you know have a community rest on your shoulders. That's a yeah. lot of work for an indie. That wouldn't be a lot of work. Like I mean, it would be a lot of work for Apple, but they they can they can throw money at that. They have enough of it. For an indie, like that's difficult. It's way more out, like outside of the realm of possibility. And yeah, like that's totally fine. If you can't handle like sending out emails to your beta testers on the regular to like get feedback, or you just don't feel like that's appropriate, or you don't want to, at least if somebody sends you feedback, respond, acknowledge, make sure that you yeah. like say, "Hey, that's great. Thank you for letting me know about this. I'm jumping on it right away." Like that's that's all that like that's all yeah. it takes.
0: That's fair. I I, I think that's a huge way to keep your beta (sighs) testers continuing to test.
2: (laughs) It's okay, Jelly. Yeah, I think we should end here. I think Jelly's (laughs) heart rate, his Apple Watch probably went off that his BPM was uh, spiking even. I only have a Series
1: 0, Curtis. I'm not cool like
0: you. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. You can't do the EKG. (laughs)
1: Just rub it
2: in, oh, Curtis, goodness. while you're at it. Just rub it in. Uh, do you want me to pick you one up tomorrow morning? I can just walk out my front door <laughs> to the Apple store and I can buy one and FedEx Quite to you. you faster. than you're going to get yours delivered.
1: F- you, Curtis. A thousand <laughs> yeah. times, f- you. One thousand times all right. over. Uh. All
0: right, all right, all right. So, all this to say... Wish me luck on my next round of beta testing. You'll do great. I will not be filing a radar. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh well, if you'd like to get in touch with us to tell us more about how you beta test, you can find us at hello at independence.fm. And sometimes you can find us on the internet. No, we're always on the internet, but sometimes on social media, I'm Eat a Duck I Must.
2: I'm at
1: Parrots, the plural of the bird, and I am Jelly. Bean soup.
0: Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. File radar. Goodbye.